You are listening to the American Truth Project podcast. Speech that laid out how Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama have set the world on fire, and he laid out that his plans are to fix it. Here is that video. Let's look back at the Middle East at the very beginning of 2009, before the Obama-Clinton administration took over. Libya was stable. Syria was under control. Egypt was ruled by a secular president and an ally of the United States. Iraq was experiencing a reduction in violence. The group that would become what we now call ISIS was close to being extinguished. Iran was being choked off by economic sanctions. Fast forward to today. Libya is in ruins. Our ambassador and three other really brave Americans are dead, and ISIS has gained a new base of operations. Syria is in the midst of a disastrous civil war. ISIS controls large portions of territory. A refugee crisis now threatens Europe and the United States. In Egypt, terrorists have gained a foothold in the Sinai Desert near the Suez Canal, one of the most essential waterways of the world. Iraq is in chaos, and ISIS is on the loose. All right, here to give us the lowdown of all of this is a foreign policy guru and frequent guest here on the show, Barry Nussbaum. Barry, thank you for being with us. What is the most glaring difference between the plan of uh, Barack and Hillary, as it, as it were, and, and Donald Trump? Because I think Hillary is really going to be a continuation of Barack Obama. I don't see anything that she's doing that is in any way notably different than Barack Obama, who kind of built this, if you look at it. Uh, what's the most glaring difference to you? It's, it's so simple, Dr. G. It's name your enemy. Donald Trump's speech today in 48 minutes made it very clear who we America are fighting against and who has declared war on us. Mm -hmm. He said it over and over and over again, more times in 48 minutes than Barack Obama has said it in seven years, and more times than Hillary Clinton has said it in seven years. And yet, Barry, the media, they're just not going to give Donald Trump a pass on anything. He's stuck exactly to prompter today. I'm sure they'll still find something that he said that's wrong, um, where there's really zero scrutiny of Hillary Clinton. She came back at him, and this is what I'm seeing run all day, is Hillary Clinton coming back at Donald Trump saying, he's going to put boots on the ground. And Joe Biden saying, if his son were still there, that he would throw his body in front of him because uh, Donald Trump cannot possibly uh, do that. But there are already boots on the ground. Two comments. His introduction was brilliant. He talks about America fighting and defeating Nazism, fascism, communism. We named that enemy. It was a fight to the death. It was the survival of America, or it was survival of the really, really bad guys. Mm -hmm. We did it before, and what he's saying is, now is the time to do it again. Mm -hmm. It was a brilliant opening. In addition, he painted the picture of how we got where we are. You just played the clip a second ago, Gina, where it shows where we were in 2009 and how bad we have fallen since then. Mm -hmm. If this speech doesn't catapult him into the lead, at least on foreign policy, right. his campaign is over. 
because he hit every key point he should have. It's about the survival of the Western world against those from a thousand years ago that want to bury Western civilization. And people who get that are going to line up to vote for Trump. And the people that don't will either stay home or vote for Hillary. And I think he painted the picture and the dichotomy of choices as clearly as he could have done it. He gets an A for laying that out, mm -hmm, I think. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with you that it was good. I just, I've never seen media treat someone like, I, I, was, I was flipping around last night because in my hotel I couldn't get the networks that I usually <laughs> like to watch. And, uh, and I, uh, I couldn't believe the way things are being presented. It's literally like a propaganda anti-Trump machine 24-7 on so many of these networks. It's true. I know when I was on one network that shall remain nameless, um, it, it, they muted me. And when I was trying to explain my sources for the fact that Hillary Clinton takes about 80% of the money that comes through the Clinton Foundation, some of it from nations around the world that kill gays and uh, exploit and mutilate women and stone them to death and, uh, and all of the rest of it, you know the rest of the story, um, they literally muted me and did a stage play. I mean, it was um, unbelievable what they did. They made it look like I didn't have the answer when I did. That happened just to me. I'm just a darn commentator, a news personality for crying out loud. I've never seen anything like this. Do you think that Donald Trump can go up against that kind of propaganda machine? If there's not enough understanding of what this fight is about, then the answer is no. Because if people care that little about our future as Americans, as the leader of the free world, as the bastion of freedom, then no, the propaganda machine, as you put it, which I think is a very apt description, is going to deliver this to Hillary Clinton. If, on the other hand, this really gets disseminated, and it could be on the web, it could be by people forwarding YouTube videos of today's speech. Mm -hmm. If people really get that this is a war for our survival, they will go to the polls and vote this one issue. What Trump talked about is how to protect the future of our country. Mm -hmm. And it really does come down to that. Mm -hmm. All the other stuff is noise. The mistakes, the malaprops, the bad things he said about this person or that person, throw all that apart from, the, from this dialogue. This is about our future, yes or no, do we make it? Or is there terrorism on every street corner? And he introduced a plan and a fundamental step-by-step -step analysis of what to do about it. Nobody has had this discussion until today. He's talking about a mass education of the American people, of who we're fighting and why we're fighting them and how we need everybody. All of us, you, me, even that guy over there, well, maybe not that guy, all signed up <laughs> to fight this battle. Mm -hmm. So because what's your message right now to big. the Never Trumpers? Because they're out there talking now about uh, forcing Donald Trump out and putting in Mike Pence. And I'm hearing more and more about that on the Alphabet Soup media. What's your response to that? You know, for some reason, this is politics and not reality. And what I mean by that mm -hmm. is it's vote the party, vote with the elite, vote with the media, vote with status quo. Mm -hmm. And what people are forgetting, I sort of feel like uh, Pearl Harbor happened a couple years ago, 
And there are still people saying, well, we shouldn't say anything bad about the Japanese. Mm -hmm. More people have died because of ISIS than were killed at Pearl Harbor. And yet there's no declaration of war. Yeah. There's no naming the enemy. It's as if it's a political thing and not a survival thing. If the survival issue becomes the issue, you've got Trump as president. If it doesn't resonate, if it doesn't get delivered to the American voter, say hello to President Clinton. And the challenge is, psychologically, who wants to believe that we have an enemy that really wants to kill us? Nobody wants to deal with that reality. It's, it's a challenge, it's Barry. It's the truth. Thank you so much for being with us. Coming up next is our rapid-fire round with Reagan Baby herself. That is Megan Barth. And we will be back in just a moment with more America Trends. Stay right where you are, because we're coming back at you. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.